and welcome to Legally Speaking with Priya Rao, a Sochcast original. In this series, we want to educate women about their rights because, ladies, an informed mind is one step closer to an empowered mind. To start with, we're tackling the very thorny issue of property rights as they apply to women in India. To quote Chris Joknik of Landessa, a non-profit working to ensure more women own property, having the name of a woman in title documents helps in raising her conscience about her individual rights and making her aware of her entitlement, which is the first step towards her empowerment. This is so vital an issue that secure and equitable land rights for women are one of the key indicators of the post-2015 Sustainable Development Goals set by the United Nations. This is our little drop in the ocean towards helping those goals become a reality. To advise us on property rights, we spoke with real estate lawyer Veena Krishnan. Thank you Priya. Thank you for inviting me to the show. It's my privilege to be here. Stick around till the end for her full bio and please be informed this podcast is not intended as legal advice. Let's start. At the very beginning, as you say, your birth and your religion at birth. Whether we like it or not, property rights in India, specifically inheritance laws, are intrinsically linked to religion. Here's what Veena had to say about this. A very critical uh, issue indeed. Now, when I talk about religion here, it will be the religion of birth not the religion that I choose to adopt or not the faith that I believe in. It is only about religion of birth and therefore it should not be taken amiss or in any other way. Not the faith of your choosing or lack thereof, but the religion of your parents when you were born. Now, depending on what that is, there are three ways in which the law could apply to you. If you are a Hindu, Buddhist, Jain or Sikh, the law that would apply to you is the Hindu Succession Act. If you are a Christian, this is codified law under the Indian Succession Act. If you are a Muslim, it is the Muslim personal law, which is essentially the Shariat, which has been handed over, handed down from generation to generation. It is important to remember a will can override any of these laws. These are only applicable in the absence of a will. And with Veena's help, I'm now going to explain them to you. So, let us imagine a story. And in our story, we have a heroine. Let's call her Priya, shall we? Priya is agnostic and her parents were not really religious in practice either. But both sets of her grandparents were followers of the Jain religion. This, in the eyes of the law, makes her parents Jain and therefore also Priya. Priya is educated but comes from a close-knit family. She is raised to place her family above all and has really never thought to question her place in society or in the family unit. The family of four lives in a 3BHK. There comes a day when Priya is 18 that her father passes away suddenly without a will. Her widowed mother consciously or unconsciously passes on the mantle of the head of the family household to her brother who is all of 23. This is not atypical of Indian families, where even though we might be well-educated and in quotes progressive, the tendency, often for practical purposes, is to ensure a male is in charge of the household. 
life goes on and priya's brother even though initially uncomfortable with the new role he had no say in slowly moves from being a figurehead to an absolute monarch since priya is a product of the exact same patriarchy she is quick to accept him as the last word in all matters that concern the family as well as her soon he marries and soon after that their mother falls sick and happens to need round the clock care since priya her brother and his wife are working they hire a full time help who stays with the mother at night in case of an emergency now eventually the brother's wife is keen to have a child but she grew up in a large house and believes a child needs their own space from the start this is fair enough but it not being possible in the current configuration of their home she starts to pressure priya's brother to either move to a bigger space or have priya move out they cannot afford to move and tensions between him and his wife start mounting so priya's brother starts talking to priya seriously about her marrying now for reasons of her own she has no desire to marry and says so she is about 22 at this point her brother says he needs to move forward in his life and start his own family so she needs to get out of his house and give them space where should she go if not marriage she can go find her own place but either way he wants her out so that his relationship with his wife is not threatened and they can proceed to think about a child priya does not consider living alone that's too far fetched for a girl like her and is not something she ever saw herself doing but her only other recourse is marriage and this is also not something she'd like at the moment things get heated and there are arguments every day the situation gets so unpleasant that her brother says he will kick her out if she doesn't go herself so what does priya do in all likelihood to be honest she will probably agree to an arranged marriage she isn't ready for as a band-aid solution to this but here's the thing that needn't have been what she did and she did not have to feel forced to leave and find her own place either because the truth is her brother has no right to ask her to get out of the house here's veena to explain the technicalities of this so let's take it from the perspective of the hindu succession act as i mentioned earlier since priya is technically a jain the hindu succession act will apply to her as well as to buddhists sikhs and hindus and i am proceeding on the presumption that the father did not leave behind a will as per the laws relating to hindu succession uh, once a male hindu dies his wife and children and his mother if she is still alive inherit his estate in equal shares equal shares equal shares so the house is as much hers as it is her brothers and her mothers despite social norms and family dynamics which might treat him as the head of the family so what happens here is that this the woman and her brothers would all get equal shares in the property but the law also protects grants this protection if the single woman is living in that house then the brothers cannot ask for eviction or partition priya has inheritance rights and cannot be evicted but what exactly is the meaning of partition so when we talk about partition it is mainly physical partition like suppose i have a piece of land it is easy to physically partition it and say this portion is yours that portion is mine etc if it's a house and the 
let's say all the siblings want to partition it including this unmarried girl then the only option would be to sell it to somebody and divide the sale proceeds among themselves or if everyone is willing to demolish the house and then partition the land now there are two fold protections that this unmarried girl would get one is she would get protection under the hindu succession act which says that if there is somebody living in that house you cannot partition two is under the protection of women from domestic violence act the hindu succession act is clear she has a share in the inheritance of the house by virtue of her being the daughter of the deceased but what is the protection of women from domestic violence act and how does it help in this case so in this scenario that you outlined this is not domestic violence however under this act there is this concept of a shared household a shared household is one where there are domestic relationships domestic relationships again are relationships in the nature of marriage or it could be relationship between family members who are related by blood like siblings etc it could be a brother and sister it could be a mother and son etc now under the protection of women against domestic violence act there is a provision saying that you have a right to reside in a shared household you cannot be thrown out of that house except in accordance with procedure established by law okay um, so you will have a right of residence in that household so even if it is so because clearly i mean i'm not i mean i'm just a sister my brother already has a wife so this is not what you're calling a relationship in the nature of marriage but it is nevertheless what you have called or what the law calls as a shared household right and and therefore i have a right to continue to reside in that shared household absolutely priya and the uh, important issue in a shared household is the concept of domestic relationship you and your brother are in a domestic relationship since your siblings related by blood and sharing a roof this means that even if priya does not come under the hindu succession act or even if there is a will that leaves the house to someone else in the family there is still hope for her in such a situation of threatened eviction under the protection of women from domestic violence act if she can establish this as a shared household but what if the roles were reversed what if it was priya who wanted her brother's wife out for example in case her brother passes on the son who is no more now right now the daughter in law is residing in that house the daughter cannot ask for partition or throw her out she has residential rights while the daughter will continue to retain her share it yes. is still her share the ownership documents will show her name etc she can't ask her sister in law that is the daughter in law of the deceased male hindu to leave the house so this law can protect not only daughters but also daughters in law from eviction We have more to share on marriage and shared households in future episodes but for now our focus is on how religion affects inheritance so let's move on to christianity i asked veena what if our priya was a christian woman in the same situation with her brother wanting to evict her here's what she said yeah so if you are a christian again if this is your religion by birth then if there is no will the laws of succession are that when a male christian passes on the wife gets one third of the property and the lineal descendants who are the children collectively get two thirds of the property this is codified law under the indian succession act 
So this means under the Indian Succession Act which applies to Christians Priya's mother would inherit one third of her father's estate or property and Priya and her siblings would collectively inherit two thirds If you see this act in context it was meant to safeguard the rights of the wife of the deceased Let's look at the background of this legislation this was enacted in the year 1925 at a time when large families were the norm and if you look at it that way let us assume a male christian had say seven children one third would go to his wife presumably the lion's share and the remaining two thirds would be divided among all the lineal descendants or the children so this is the law under the indian succession act one third to the wife of the deceased and two thirds divided among his children this applies to christians now let's move on to muslims what if priya was a muslim in a similar situation Now for Muslim women their succession is by and large governed by their personal laws and uh, this these are not yet codified in law therefore as per Muslim personal law broadly the rights are that the daughters get about half of what the sons get the logic for this as per my understanding is that the daughters are supposed to get some kind of maintenance from their husbands and the sons have the added burden so to say of maintaining their wife and children that is the logic that is supposed to be in place for this particular law so this is applicable if you are a muslim by birth which is essentially the shariat which has been handed over handed down from generation to generation so for muslim women inheritance is roughly half of what their brothers will get as veena said This is possibly meant to balance out the financial responsibilities placed on the males. But in a world where we are waking up to the implications of owning property, what it means for one's self-confidence and the fact that women are economic contributors too, the law also applies for those uncomfortable with this prescription to opt out. Absolutely Priya sometime last month or so I remember reading about this couple who had been married for about 20 years they were muslims they got remarried under the special marriage act so their children could have more equal and equitable succession The couple she is referring to is Sheena Sukur and C Sukur who had a nikah under the Muslim personal law in 1994 They remarried on Women's Day 2023 without getting divorced which is possible under the special marriage act and they did this purely to automatically enable the indian succession act and send a message that they believe daughters should have the same inheritance rights as sons absolutely priya succession act is essentially applicable to succession among the people of christian religion exception has been made in case there are people of different religion So it also applies to inter-religious couples who've got married under the Special Marriage Act. However, if the couple who has got married under the Special Marriage Act are Hindus, then they will still continue to be governed by the Hindu laws of succession. Okay, that's very interesting because I happen to be a Hindu woman and I have married under the Special Marriage Act my Hindu husband, and so uh, the Hindu Succession Act would apply to us and to our children, right? Absolutely. All right. So there you have it. If you are born from inter-religious or Muslim parents who married under the Special Marriage Act or are Christian, you are entitled to the same inheritance as your brothers 
which in total is two thirds of the deceased parent's estate. Daughters from parents married under Muslim personal law are entitled to half of their brother's share. And if you are Hindu, however your parents got married, you are entitled to an equal share when compared to your siblings and surviving parent. This was our episode on the inheritance rights and residential rights we have as daughters and wives for property that was acquired by the deceased or was in his or her name. In the next few episodes on property rights, we'll talk to Veena about laws that relate to ancestral property, live-in relationships, children born out of wedlock and a whole lot more. A quick word on our expert on property rights, Veena Krishnan. Veena is a real estate lawyer with over 20 years of experience and is a partner at Samvad Partners Bangalore. She is also an expert in the area of women's rights at the workplace and is an external member of several internal complaints commission committees of companies, universities and other organizations under the Porsche Act. Apart from her legal practice, Veena is the co-founder of Green Footprint, a voluntary organization that works on sustainability and environment-related issues. We wholeheartedly thank her for her time and inputs, which you can hear even more of in the upcoming episodes on property rights. Listeners, we hope this has been an interesting as well as educational experience for you, and we'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback. Find Sochcast on social media and send them all in. Till then, thank you for listening to Legally Speaking, a Sochcast original with me, Priya Rao. This episode was produced and scripted by Kiran Watwani. It was edited by Bharat Arora. Our sound engineer is Ravi JK and our community manager is Srishti Srivastava. Additional research by Nidhi Bhandari. Hey, so